Welcome to State of the Nonprofits. If you have worked in nonprofits in Midland, Odessa, you've likely met this episode's guests along the way. I'm joined in the recording library of West Texas Studio by Kay Kreitz, the soon-to-be retired executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Permian Basin. Welcome back to the show, Kay. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited to have you today. Before we dive into our discussion, since you last joined me, we've added something new to the show. We like to give a brief description of ourselves for our visually impaired listeners so that they can create a mental image as they listen. So I'll go first. I'm five foot two with short brown pixie haircut, brown eyes, green glasses. And today I'm in a floral gray shirt with fun gold accents. And it's just it's summery. Here we are. Kay, your turn. Okay, so I am Kay Kreitz. I am five foot nothing. Um, I am wearing a black jacket that has uh, bright pink and, and pale pink flowers on it. I have short, used to be brown, now it's gray. <laughs> uh, hair that um, probably would best be described as a Karen haircut, even though I promise I'm not. She's most definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a great shade of gray. Yeah. You know, you got lucky in that about in that one. I just got lazy during COVID and quit coloring it. So <laughs> that's okay. Me too. So I mentioned in the opening of the show that you are soon to be retired. What's the official date? Uh, August 31st. Okay. It's coming quick. It We're is coming quick. Just around the corner. So how are you feeling? Kind of nervous. It's it's I'm I'm waking up at night thinking, oh, I have to remember to put this on the list to go over with them. I have to remember to put this on the list. <laughs> so I've had the great honor of working alongside you for over five years now as we have co-facilitated the Midland Nonprofit Executive Team or Midland Net. And you have been a great advocate and leader, not just for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, but for our entire sector. So I wanted to sit down and chat with you before you sail off into retirement. You are sailing off, right? Yeah, maybe. That, that <laughs> little sailing might be in the future. <laughs> so what was your journey in nonprofit work? How did you end at Big Brothers Big Sisters? Well, I started at the Commemorative Air Force, as you well know, since you were there shortly after that. I did. I got to follow in your footsteps That's over right. there. They needed somebody for their publications, and I had a journalism degree and got hired. From there, I went to the Ellen Noel, Noel Art Museum for a few years. And then I heard the previous director for Big Brothers Big Sisters, Sandy Tisdale, at a Christmas event talking about how she was transferring to Houston with her husband. And I don't normally do this, but I emailed her and said, okay, Sandy, I, I don't normally do, but I want your job. How do I get your job? And was lucky enough to convince the board that they wanted me too. I love that. I did the same thing, sort of. <laughs> That's the way to get what we That's want, right. right? Go after it if you want it. There you go. So what's been your fondest memories of working in nonprofit? There have been so many. Getting to fly to Washington, D.C. in the nose of the B-29. Mm, that'll do it, friends. Uh -huh. And uh, getting to climb up the little staircase inside the Lincoln Memorial to sit on the roof while the planes flew over so I could take pictures. That was an awesome experience. 
other than that, I would have to say the excitement on the kids' faces when they they come in to meet their big for the first time, and they are they're nervous but they're excited, and it's so much fun to watch them. Gosh, well, you know, I have a place in my heart for those airplanes that you talked about, and yes. I think everybody has a place in their heart for knowing that kids are are getting the mentorship and the support and partnership that they need. So what's been the greatest challenge for you in the work? People trying to get people to engage and to volunteer. Almost every nonprofit in our area needs volunteers. And so just encourage them to find where their place is and to actually take action and volunteer. If you've been listening for a while now, you know that we've talked about volunteer needs a lot in this podcast, and it is something that really does resonate in your heart. You've done a lot of work, not just to bring volunteers to Big Brothers Big Sisters, although that's your focus. You've done a lot of that work for the nonprofits across the sector. You've done a lot of work in advocating for all of us. Yes, that's why I try to say, you know, I'm I'm trying to encourage them to find what interests them, where they feel it, where their passion is, and then to do something about it. So why has the advocating for other nonprofits been a part of your career? Why has that been so important for you? Because we're all trying to make our communities better and we're all working for the same thing. And I, I just really, truly believe that if we work together, we're stronger. We can accomplish more if we're working as a team. Well said. So what lessons have you learned along the way that if you could if you could go back and tell yourself when you were first starting a nonprofit or impart to someone who's just starting out, what are some things that you would tell people to look out for or to know? The most thing I, important thing, because I, I thought about that a lot, is the work-life balance. If you are in the nonprofit industry, it's not because you're raking in the big bucks. It is because you believe in what you're doing. And it is so easy to let that overshadow everything else. And it kind of, I think when I started at the CAF, that was kind of the mentality there. You didn't take time off. You didn't take vacation. I don't know whether it was still that way when you were there, but. Oh, um, I was married to my job. I had to divorce my job when I got married. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, you worked and you worked and you only took vacation when you were right down to the wire and you were going to lose it. And so that was my introduction to the nonprofit world was that mentality. Well, I'm still about to max out. So (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to take three days of vacation before I leave at the end of August. But that's so often the mentality in the nonprofit world is we love what we're doing. We're committed to it. We see that it makes a difference. And so we tend to overfocus on the job and let the personal and the relaxation and the mental health and the well-being part of it get shoved aside. It's not that people didn't tell me to watch out for that. They did. Mm -hmm. But I did it anyway. And, And I can see now as I'm winding down, coming to the end of the road that, yeah, I'm a little bit tired. Um, Y'all do such a great job here at having the monthly socials and stuff to let them, you know, let the, you know, various staffs at the various agencies relax and have some fun. It's a little more difficult when it's a small single office Mm -hmm. because that means one person or two people maybe every month are trying to plan it. I try to stress to my staff, don't let your vacation, unless you're building up for a big trip or something, don't let your vacation build up. Take it. Um, Do the relaxing. Um, I try to give them time off if I can for you know, whatever, if they need mental health, you know, just really, you know, time off to decompress. I would just really encourage 
anyone in the nonprofit industry, take your vacation, get away, turn the phone off. It is so hard when we're working and we're plugging away and we we want to just say, oh, hey, let me text this. Yes. Person. Let me <laughs> let me send this. Oh, I need to talk to them. And it's we have to hold that space for them as much as we have to hold it for ourselves. Talking about holding space and encouraging your team to take time off, I think that's really important because that's something here at MSS, historically, up until I think this year, we would just say, well, you get this many time off hours. This is your PTO, take this, plan for the year, and I've stopped just doing that. They still get the same amount of time, but the way I track it is you've earned this many hours this month. And I think for some of our staff, it's made them realize, oh, well, that's a lot of time in one month. Mm -hmm. I can take a Friday afternoon. I can take a Monday. And I think some of our team is starting to sort of space out that time and realize that you know, you don't have to take a two-week vacation right. to get that break. Right. And ours, we have the flexible time because we have so many after-hours appointments with parents or we have activities on the weekend or, or some, you know, things like that that take away from our personal time. And so we're allowed to flex flex our time and they can use it to take a whole Friday off sometime or they could come in late the next morning or take a long lunch or just use it as they need to. That's a really good tip because that's something I think we're hearing a lot about it now, more so than we ever have before, where people need to take time for their mental health. But to hear it from somebody who is ready to step away to say, I I wish I had yes. listened. You are never going to look back in your elder years and say, I wish I'd spent more time at work. Mm. You may look back and say, I wish I'd spent more time with my kids, my husband, my grandkids, wish I'd spent more time traveling. Those things you might say, but I don't think you're going to say, I wish I had spent more time at work. Are there any other lessons learned that you would share? Any other ideas or thoughts? As a community, as I said, it's important for the nonprofit industry to work together, but there are so many things um that are going on in our world, in our community. I, I wish we could work together as a team, as a community. But I do think that's a really important thing to say. It's not just about those of us that are working in nonprofits. It's about the entire community coming together to make it better for each other, but also for our children, as you've done through Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Thank you, Kay. Oh, my pleasure. I want to point out that I am grateful that you have partnered with me through Midland Nonprofit Executive Team, that you've been my partner in that and co-facilitating that, but that you were also part of that before I ever even came to MSS. That group was so incredibly important to me as an executive director for the first time. And your work through that with my predecessor was important to help me get connected. So that's how I really started getting to know you, but then getting to work with you in co-facilitating that over the last five years. Working with you in Permian Basin Gives has been really important to me and in my growth personally. I'm grateful for your mentorship and your support of me and of MSS and of all the nonprofits here over the years. Um, but I think I can speak for a great many people in the community when I say I'm grateful for the work that you have done to make a change in our community and for the impact that you have made here throughout your career. I don't know if I could talk after that. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't send you that with my questions. <laughs> but I do want to. I do want to give credit, although it may not have been the formal NET that we have now. 
the reason I asked to get this effort going was because Lael Cordes Pitts used to ask EDs to meet periodically for lunch, and it helped me so much when she was at Casa de Amigos and she moved to the Henry Foundation. I missed it, so it was just such a vacuum that... Mm-hmm. I had hoped that others would find it as useful as I did. Well, I can tell you, I so I was a brand new executive director. I had been at the CAF before, went over to Sibley Nature Center, and I'm sitting out here trying to figure out how to do, how to be the leader, how to be <laughs> yeah. in that spot. And being able to go and sit down with, with you and Vicki J and all of the other executive directors that have participated in that was huge for me because I suddenly realized I wasn't alone. Exactly. And and everybody else had been through some something very similar to what I was going through. And it was a great opportunity for me to learn. And I know that continues to be the case as we've continued to meet. If you don't know what Midland Nonprofit Executive Team is, check the show notes. I'll have information there. It will go on. Thanks to Lael starting it and Kay and Vicky's work. And, and now you and Andra. Yes, Andra Jones from Boys and Girls Club is going to, to step in to be my partner. Any other thoughts, Kay? Any last things to say? I am, in, I am extremely grateful for the support this community, for my fellow nonprofits, um, for, that they have all given to me, as I say, Lael, and with these meetings, getting us started and the help that those nonprofits gave when I was new, the local corporations that give so much financially and in time for their employees to support our area nonprofit. This is just one of the the most amazing communities that I could think of to live in. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for visiting and for everything. I'll still be around. There's some volunteer opportunities available to you now that you're going to have all that (laughs) free time. Yes, I have had several offers. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Remember to subscribe to receive notice when new episodes drop. MSS is a proud partner of Pioneer Natural Resources. With Pioneer's partnership, we are working to create impact in our nonprofit community through programs like State of the Nonprofits, IT services, and more. Thank you to the Recording Library of West Texas for collaborating with MSS to produce the State of the Nonprofits.